Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Uh, Cameron Murray. So here's another one we've got on the gun list here. Uh, positional change at the start of this season. So he looks like moving into Sam Burgess's second row position. Yeah, sorry, hold up one sec. <laughs> Just pause it. We'll get Langy to edit it. Hopefully, if you're listening, Langy, do not leave this in. final teams run through for the NRL SC Talk podcast for season 2020. So we've run the gauntlet over quite a few teams and I've got here with me to help out on our last little stretch here one Benny G or Nick, new Nick as he is known. How are you mate? Yeah not too bad. Uh, Looking forward to getting through the rest of these teams. Who we got lined up? So Lakey and I went through, I think we had about four hours on the Knights, about three on the Cowboys, we were a bit light on there. I'm pretty sure I was with you for the Cowboys. Ten seconds on the Broncos, <laughs> all we needed. Nah, we love the Broncos, really. Yeah, we do. It's all in good fun. I mean, it's, it's just the rivalry, it's part of the, the passion. Uh, big round one coming up as well, I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about that once the season starts. But anyway, the teams we're doing today, run me through them. Uh, so we'll start with the Dragons, then we'll go to the Roosters, then we've got the Sea Eagles, Tigers, and we'll finish up with the Rabs. With the Rabs? Ray Warren. The Ray Warrens. <laughs> That's it. So five Maybe. teams to get through. We'll try to make it brief, but I'm sure we'll end up talking a lot of rubbish along the way. But we'll do the usual format, so we'll look at some of the ins and outs for each side. We'll look at the draw uh, to start the season, which buy round that they're playing. And then just some players of interest, guns, pods, avoids, and cheapies. So, as you said, let's start off with the mighty St. George Illawarra Dragon stumbled on the kickoff there. <laughs> Who have they got? Notable changes for 2020. Um, they've got bringing in Isaac Luke. Mm. They're bringing in uh, Terrell Fuimayana. I really hope I um, pronounced I that correctly. Did, but we'll move on. Uh, and they've got, yeah, that's it. They've got um, Eddie Blacker, Jackson Ford, and Jason Saab, who have all upgraded from the development contracts. Uh, Brayden Williami from the um, Catalans over in um, France. In France, and uh, I was, I've seen that guy really, before. Is he Trent the, Merrin? Yeah, Trent Merrin. Where's he from? <laughs> Leeds, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, he's done well. He's finally come back. He's with his uh, old club again. So I think he had that stint at Penrith and then went over there. But It was terrible at Penrith. Yeah, not ideal. But, Seeing uh, him back at the Dragons. I'm sure Sally will yeah. be in the crowd watching him as well. Uh, big fan. <laughs> big fan, Sally Fitz. But yeah, that's a big name. So a couple of outs as well. So Jonas Pearson's gone. Gareth Widdop, probably the biggest one from a super coach perspective. Had a horrible yeah. year 
last year. Couldn't get much luck with injuries, but uh, he's over playing for Warrington. Reese Robson, we've got him oh, off the Cowboys. What a legend. What a great signing. He's going to be Rookie of the Year, no doubt. Uh, Stephen Masters, no idea if he's a SN relation. Uh, Jeremy Lattimore, the GOAT. <laughs> the absolute GOAT. He's gone. He's gone. Retired. All good, Jai Fair, Lockie Moranta, Patrick Kafusi, Darren Nichols, Lachlan Tim. So a fair bit of clean-out work there. Yeah, I think they had about eight coaching staff changes in the off-season as well. Not the one that everyone, every Dragons fan wants. And they also <laughs> they brought in um, Sharks premiership coach uh, Flano as an assistant coach. Yeah, he's, I can see him <laughs> landing a first-grade job not in not too distant future, I would imagine, given the way Mary's gone. But yeah. Bossy made some joke um, during the NRL All-Stars. or no, it was the Nines, I think. In the final against the Cowboys, he's like, oh, if um, Dragons get up here, they'll just sign him onto a five-year contract. <laughs> Mary's, like, Mary's loving it. Uh, I think he is still on some, like, you know, seventh year of a hundred-year deal or something. But anyway, we digress. So big super coach move there, I guess, is Isaac Luke, especially now that uh, Ken McInnes has gone down with a with an injury. So all of a sudden, Isaac Luke becomes pretty much their go-to guy. Yeah, very relevant. Uh, they've also got, uh, I think, Billy Britton. I think they signed him on, like, a four-week trial and see type contract. So I really don't know how that's going. I don't know how many weeks that's actually in. Is he still at the clubs, you know? I haven't heard anything else on. I knew, I knew he was doing that sort of trial thing, but I don't know if he's then upgraded to the 30-man squad or what the go is. But mm. as it stands, I guess they're pretty desperate for, for hookers. So you'd imagine Isaac Luke fits into that nine mold and whether he then um, subs off with a utility. We'll wait and see. But we'll get into some of the players of interest. So we've got... Two guns down here that you've got. Uh, one of them won't be playing. We've just mentioned him, uh, Cam McInnes. So he was interestingly named uh, dual hooker second row this year. So he was definitely one uh, I was looking at in the off season, but um, injured in the nines. So he's going to miss, I think, the first couple of months. It, I think it's up to round eight, I think, yeah. is the worst. But he could be back as early as round three or four. It just depends how the injury goes. Um, I was really... Looking forward to his dual status as well. He could start him at second row, and then you probably had a bit more confidence going with two cheapy hookers. Um, in any case, if one of them didn't turn out, you could always just move him back to um, back to hooker, and then there's probably a little bit more option for a cheapy second rower than um, in the at the hooker position. But yeah, that's a that's a huge blow for that sort of strategy. Mm. Um, he still is a gun. Like when he gets back, I. I I will try and get him in, probably not straight away. I just see, see how many um, minutes he gets. Even though Isaac Luke is there, he um, still pretty much played 80 minutes last year with a uh, bench hooker with um, Reese Robson. I think Robson played four or five games where he played about 40 minutes. Mm. And um, in all of those games, McInnes played 80 as well, and they both scored pretty good comparably. So just looking at the trial squad, so they actually named Billy Britton at 17. Uh, the game that they had last night. So he came off the bench there um, to sub for Isaac Luke. So Yeah, I, I, I don't really see Isaac Luke getting 80 minutes. Like, mm. surely not. I think they've got, is it Joe Lovadua? I think it's the young bloke. I don't know if they've named him there, but that was the other one that may have come on the bench for the Dragons going to the season. But, yeah, I, I just don't see Isaac Luke playing 80 minutes at this stage. No, so, I mean, that's ruled Cam Kinnis out, unfortunately. The other gun that we've got here, Paul Bourne. Yeah, I mean... up there, but he's just never... He, he actually came, I think, I think seventh for <clears throat> the best average in the front rowers last year. So I was... I don't know whether to call him a gun or not, but 
he is up there. He just he averaged just under sixty points last season, and um, he only scored I think two tries last year. I think everyone just remembers him scoring about uh, seven or eight tries in two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Um, I think I think he scored a um, a try in the trial match this week actually. But if he can just boost up those attacking stats, I think he can get back to that gun status. Um, he points priced... at one point one four. Yes, that's pretty handy if he's pushing out. So last year he got fifty two minutes. Yep. So if he goes anywhere close to sort of the fifty five sixty mark, which is kind of where you want your five hundred k front row to be yeah. at a minimum, um, he might be be worth it there. But average of sixty is not the worst. No, yeah. no. And just see what the um, the coaching staff are going to do with them this year. I mean, they've got to do something something different. I mean, fifteenth last year was bloody. Bloody awful for St. George, and it's actually their worst ever finish as since their merge with Illawarra. Really? Yeah. Jeez, oh, sign him up. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll just need someone like Vaughan to really step up. I think James Graham, who we'll probably look at next, is one of my avoids. Mm. He's going to lose a lot of minutes this year. I think he's averaged 51 points, which, is, which isn't too bad in fantasy last year, but I just don't see him getting the same amount of minutes this season, and I think that's where Vaughan could pick up some extra minutes potentially. There just doesn't look like a lot of big minute players around him at the, that club there. So James Graham's obviously in the twilight of his career. He's actually going into this year. They've just reading it here. He hasn't played a trial, so he'll go in completely undone. You would imagine. So all of a sudden, a guy like Paul Vaughan is the one that they need to step up. So surely fifty-two turns into yeah, fifty-five, sixty. Okay. Whether it's enough for, to sway me on Big Vaughan. I'm not sure, but as you said last year, it was like a 60 average and he got two tries. So it wasn't yeah. like an inflated average or anything like that. But I guess he's reliable enough and maybe yeah, that's the sort of price range you need to be looking at But to start your year. But he's definitely not someone I could see carrying the year through with. But that really does it for the Dragons and Guns, you reckon? Yeah, I, I don't know else. who else to put up there. So who we got for, I guess, other players of interest? Pods? Any pods at the Dragons? Um, well, I don't know how many minutes he's actually going to play, but I really like Trent Merrin this year. Um, I, clock back. I went back and, and I went through all his stats from last year in the um, Super League where he played at Leeds, and I think he did play quite a few minutes, but I couldn't actually find out how many minutes per mm. game he did play. But after calculating all his stats against the Supercoach stats, he actually averaged about 68 to 69 Ooh. points a game. Um, it was a little bit hard to find out. They don't really register how many hit-ups he does over eight metres and under, so I kind of had to average it out. That mm. I think he averaged about seven, seven metres per run, so I can't remember how I averaged it out, but that's how I got the 68 to 69 points. Obviously, he's probably not going to play big, big minutes, but if he does get, say... 50 to 60 minutes he, at the value that he is at the moment. He's actually not the worst buy in the world. I know everyone's got various opinions on how, how he's going, considering how poor he was at Penrith, but it could yeah, just be a bit of nostalgia talking as well because of the Dragons. He was just so good. 408k, so break even of 44 effectively. So that mm. it's, it's like a tricky price. Um, you can, I can't see him going like ballistic, so no. that price isn't really going to move that much I would imagine but yeah it's, it's just a tough ask sometimes coming back over because um, he'd be what 30 32 or something by now he's not I think he's not around young. 30 so I mean yeah so definitely definitely a pod pick I would imagine I don't just have a look at his ownership here nine percent of teams 
So there are nine percent of uh, nostalgics out there that have got him in, but yeah, if he's he's named on the bench here in the trial uh, last night. So whether they're just easing him back in, mm. too many question marks for Mez, I would imagine. Uh, the other guy that we've got down, he's not a pod, but Zach Lomax. I think just about everyone has this guy yeah. in in their side, and if they don't, they should uh, redo the team again. <laughs> so he's going to be starting at fullback, uh, goal kicking now that Gareth Widdop's gone. Yep. Uh, he has a great super coach game, uh, athletic player, young. Uh, he's ticked all the boxes, and he's 325k. Dual center wing fullback. Uh, there's a lot to like there. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him in the trial game this week, um, but I know the first trial match he was he was very impressive. Mm. Set up a few tries. I think Jordan Poirier may have scored four or five tries that game, but he seemed to be setting up quite a lot. So, I mean, I don't think you need to go too deeply into uh, much more about Zach Lomax. Get him on your side. Uh, we need those sort of players um, starting fullback at that price. Um, obviously not in the most expansive attacking team in the league, but, yeah, I just think if you're playing seriously, you've got to get him in. Only 35% at the moment. I assume that a lot of players, a lot of people haven't done their teams yet. No. Anyway, uh, another guy I had down as a pod um, on my list here, but... Unfortunately, uh, copped an injury in the nines as well. What was it? The All-Stars game. Josh Kerr. Um, in and around the team last year, he's a dual. He was a dual, second row, front rower. Um, handy game. And he was looking like getting a bit of an uptick in minutes this year. Uh, he's sadly gone injured. I think he might be okay for round one, but it's a knee injury. So never really know with that. But he was one I was eyeing off as a potential cash cow. But... That's gone. Uh, anyone else on your list? Um, uh, I've actually put um, Benny Hunt down as a pod. Oh, walk that one. Walk me through this All right, one. So he actually averaged just under 60 last season. I think there were two games in, the la- in his last four games against the Titans where he may have scored either 100 or close to. But he, I think he ended up being fourth or fifth, the fourth or fifth, um, highest point scorer as a halfback last season, and he averaged not too far behind DCE. I'm pretty sure. I'm just I, I don't actually have the stats in front of me, but he performed a lot better than I thought. And I just saw him. He's he's only owned by about one percent of people at the moment. St George don't have the best um, draw at the start of the season, but I think he just typifies someone who can go big. And I think that is just a really big pot option. It's probably not one I'm going to go with because I. Probably don't like that at the start of the season, but but yeah, he. I mean, he can score really well, and the Dragons need need to do better this season. And he is on enough money. Yeah, well, that's it. And um, he needs to do something. That's exactly why they've got him there. But yeah, that's surprising. Actually, average of sixty. He's got three tons last year as well. So when he goes big, he definitely does does go big. But you look around, and he's just there's clumps of thirties and forties strung together, and. Uh, I mean, it's not unusual for a halfback, but 500 and I think he's 550k or something like that. So mm. definitely uh, breaking the bank early. But when you've got guys around him like Nathan Cleary and Sean Johnson and Mitchell Moses, um, tough to see Hunty get a, a look in. But yeah, pod hunters out there, that's Benny G's pick for the start of the year. He's my favourite ever Bronco. Is he your favourite ever Bronco? I'm not going there. Oh, I mean, how Scotty Minto? Uh, Scotty Minto for sure. Or Darius, current current day Bronco, Darius Boyd, <laughs> absolute gun. Uh, anyone else tickle your fancy from the Dragons there that we haven't gone over? Um, 
just want to see what happens with um, Tristan Saylor, mm. Jason Saab, and Ravalawa. I don't know who's going to get the position. I don't know who's in, who's been named there for this so trial. Rava was but... in the trial side, um, starting out on that in jersey number five, and Jordan Pereira on the other wing. So yeah, it seems like a as as much as we love it for Supercoach, it doesn't look like uh, Saab is going to get a run. Given mm. he's named in twenty two. So he's very much down on the list there. Braden Williami is ahead of him. And Sailor's at 20. Sailor's at 20. So they're in and around, but I think it's more um, yeah, fantasy at the moment to see them being named in at round one. But you never know. Do us a favour, Mary. But we'll see. Outside of that, the only dragon I've got really is Zach Lomax. So mm. no red and white in my side outside of him. Uh, moving on. Last year's premiers, two in a row. Sydney Roosters, uh, fresh back from their World Club Challenge meeting and got thumped 58-0 by the Knights <laughs> of all teams. They had a look at theirs. They've obviously had a bit of a disrupted uh, lead into their season, so they took a sort of third-string side out to play the Nines. And their, meanwhile, their first-grade side was on the flight over to the UK and they've flown back and they rested all their players and put, uh, I think, uh, Ikevalu might have been there. Yeah, maybe. That was just the baby chucks, I think. Yeah, so 58 nil. so bad signs, bad signs for the chucks. <laughs> Definitely not repeating on that on that effort. But uh, talk talk me through their notable changes. There's not a hell of a lot in the ins column, but a couple of big outs. No, I think it's just Kyle Flanagan that they brought in. Um, yeah, the outs, they've, they've lost Luttrell. Or, I don't know if they said they lost him, they uh, got rid of him, I guess. They showed him the door. They uh, released uh, Big Bernard Lewis. Big Bernie. Uh, Zane Tedavano and Cooper Cronk is retired. That is a big hole. So, shame. uh, shame. Kyle Flanagan steps straight (laughs) in. In between coaching at the Dragons and iron off the first grade spot. Uh, yeah, so Kyle Flanagan goes straight into the halves there for Cooper Cronk. So massive shoes for him to fill. Uh, and then they're looking at getting this whole Josh Morris saga. is a bit of a uh, – I'm not a fan of it. I don't know about you. But yeah. all this business about wanting to play with his – you know, see out his twilight years with his twin brother and begging the Sharks to release him and all this stuff. So potentially could have Josh Morris uh, filling in at centre for Latrell. So they lose Latrell Mitchell and you get another origin – Center. Just another day at the oh, poor Roosters. They are yeah, on Struggle Street. But, uh, so yeah, not of a hell, not a hell of a lot of movement uh, in the ends there. But had a look at their draw as well. Uh, looks okay to start the year. Uh, it's always tough um, for those sides that come over from the UK and uh, get the extra travel under their belt so early in the season. And obviously they haven't played a proper trial together, so there'll be a lot. A uh, bit of a challenge for them starting the year. They've got Penrith, Manly, Rabbits. got the Titans in round four. Uh, they'll play the round 12 bye. Um, so, sorry, they miss round 12, so they'll have to buy in round 12. They'll play in round 16. So, I mean, it's the Roosters. Uh, they're the competition favourites for a reason. Uh, I'm not looking too much into their draw there, but no. okay, I guess. Nothing. I mean, they're not playing the Titans twice or anything like that, so um, nothing sways me there, but... Going on to their guns, um, and the guy I called out in our first pod is the first picked in my side, um, James Tedesco. So I believe he's the most expensive player in the game, 782k. Uh, I picked him the first run around. He hasn't left the side. Um, you still got Teddy. <laughs> still got Teddy. Average of 84 last year, just 
superhuman. So you don't have him. No. Talk me through why not. Is it the price? Yeah, it's just the price. There's just so much value at at fullback, and unfortunately it's just too expensive for me. I need to put more money up forward. Um, but I don't – obviously I don't knock the knock the um, pun at all. It's um, James Tedesco went up from an average of 74 in 2018, which was equal to his highest ever, and he added another 10 points per game. Like how much better can you get? Um, I just think he's at his absolute premium, and I just would like to pick Teddy up along the season at a cheaper price or potentially – I think there's just so much – there's so many options at fullback that there is the possibility to run without him the whole season. Mm. But I mean, if he if he keeps doing what he did at the end of last year, it's um it's a big call not to have him. I guess the big well one question mark is now that Kronk's not there, um, how does Kyle Flanagan then fit in um, mm. to that spine? So obviously it's a bit of a structural change there, and no Latrell out wide as well. So be some unfamiliar faces around Teddy, but uh, yeah, he's. Super coach gun uh, for a reason. So, yeah. I don't trust myself enough to spend the money I'll save on him elsewhere wisely enough. So, Fair for enough. me, lock him in and see the season out with him. Uh, last year, I think he ended up with 20 or so games. So, they did rest him at stages there. And obviously, he misses Origin and all that. But, yeah, for me, he's just the set and forget um, captain option every week. So, for me, he's locked away. Um, another guy we've got down here is Gun, Angus Crichton. Yeah, so it, it just depends on whether he actually gets played at centre or not. Oh, yeah, he's named at centre in the World Club Challenge and got completely knocked out as well. They had to stretcher him off. So he would have had a bit of a headache on his way back over from the UK. But mm. he's not um, that expensive. 530k for the Grand Angus. No, That's... so I think he had, he had quite a few games last season that he played off the bench, which really affected his mm. overall average. Um, which makes him just really good value for this season. Look for a long time, like he was off to rugby union or something like that, and he was unhappy, and definitely um, that would be why his price is that low. But uh, given the way he finished the year last season, it was almost the Angus of old. There were offloads, and he was playing 80 and all of that. But as you said, the whole question marks around the centre thing, especially now that Latrell's gone. I can't yeah. see them playing full-time there. but no. I think it has a lot. It depends what happens with this whole Josh Morris issue. So, I guess if he comes to the to the Roosters, then surely they can't play him at centre. I would imagine that's almost. We've got him as a gun there, but surely he'd be pod territory as well. So while you talk me through Takayaho, your boy, our next on the gun list, I'll have a look at uh, his ownership. So he's what SST is one of your favourites. Uh, tell me why. Um, well, he potentially could have the kicking this year. Mm. That's a big one. I think he, um, I think um, Flanagan started with the kicking in the World Cup, and then he missed the first three, and then gave it to Tokyo Hill, and then he ended up getting two from two at the end. I think he's just got good value, hoping that he plays at that thirteen role. It just really needs to stay stay fit. I think he's just got the makings of a brilliant um, front row forward, super coach wise, and at his price five. 37, he's someone that I can put at my second spot at So you're starting him? Um, at the moment, I've just, I don't have him in my team, although I do change my team nearly every day. <laughs> um, but that is just because I'm just trying to see what my team looks like with all these different variations. But he has been in my team for quite a while. I think I took him out 
two days ago just to see what it would be like without him. Mm. So he missed a few games at the back end of last year. I think it was a knee complaint that he had. Um, but outside of that, points per minute of 1.24. The guy's a beast when he gets on the field. Mm. Minutes of 47, obviously injury affected and played a couple of games off the bench to close the year out and got 33 and 22 minutes. So it's definitely kept his price a little stable. So given that he's got the goal kicking, like you can add maybe 10 points. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure if he's going to get them just yet, but if he does, mm. um, it'll just um, push his case to be in my team even further. Yeah. Uh, haven't found old mate Angus's ownership yet, so while I do that, Daniel Tupo, gun. Yeah. When and create this. <laughs> Daniel Tupo. Well, I guess the big thing is now with this change in the rule where you can't 100%. attack uh, 100%. Defend, uh, an attacking player when they're contesting for the ball. So you can't, previously a defender could just wait for them and you know, tackle them in the air. That was still legal. And now that's out. So yep. surely you just bomb to Tupo. Yeah, and I think the big thing that he's missing is that he, they don't have Kronk this year, which was, mm. um, that would have benefited him even more. But I think Flanagan will be good enough and Curie as well. I just really want to see how this rule change pans out. If it does mean that if he's got the ball in the air, you just and and he gets tackled or anything, if that's a penalty try, like what the outcome is, mm. um, he could just be up for a lot of points this season. He's also, I think, in the World Cup challenge, he made like nineteen or twenty runs, so his base stats were, were through the roof as well. I just, yeah, I see him as a potential gun this year, and especially at his position. At centre wing, he's not the most expensive centre wing in there. How much is he? Like five twenty. Well, he's still expensive, but he's um. I I I just have high hopes for him this season. Right, so one to watch. One to watch. I I usually go pretty cheap in my centres to start the year, so he, he's not in my team at the moment. But I'll be trying to bring him in as early as I can. I think the most expensive centre I've got at the moment is Ramian, who's four twenty or something like that. Big noodles. And I don't think you've got anyone over. 400, 400, no, no. And, so but, but I've also got a few players that might not actually start, so Ooh, yeah. I need to change my team room. Teamless Tuesday is going to be a big one. We'll have you covered for that one. Uh, yeah, definitely a interesting one there, but 521k for Tupo is probably a bit too much for me at the start of the year. Definitely, it just seems like a Bunabalu and um, Adokar type. Like yeah, he can, get his, he can get his base stats up to 30, sometimes even 40. So if he can just work just on in that. the runs, though, if he's looking more for more work and yep. uh, steering that side around now that uh, from the back line now that Latrell's gone. Yeah, he could get the ball a bit more. Might get those three or four runs that Latrell used to make. we are all <laughs> going over to Tupo now. Uh, anyone you've got on the avoids list? Um, big call there. Yeah, there's there's a big call here, and it, it just really depends on how many minutes one of the bench fellas get. But I've got Jake Friend down as an avoid at the moment. He's actually priced really well f- considering his average from last year. Um, so he's priced at 414k, even though he averaged about 56, and that affected that um, had some injury played games as well. So I think if you take those injury ones out, he he almost averages. 80-ish or something mm. like that, like something crazy. I just don't know how well, he, I mean, A, his body's going to hold up and just how many minutes Verrills get, gets this season. I mean, if he's playing 80 minutes, he could be an absolute lock in your team. I just have so many question marks over him at the moment. 
I'm just looking at his year last season. So I had him at the start of the year, and he just came out of the blocks absolutely ballistic. I think he scored a try and set a couple up against the Rabbitohs in round one. Missed the next week and then got injured in round three again to play 33 minutes. Then missed another four weeks, came back, played 70 minutes, and then missed the next two months. Played two more games during the regular season, then obviously came back for the for the final. But yeah, if he stays on the park, and that's a big question. At least now he's had a full preseason under his belt, so um, hopefully that I think it was his bicep, yeah, heck or something like that. You just couldn't get any luck with it. He made it on the field for eight minutes in his last regular season game before coming off. So he's definitely at the lower end in terms of that um, hooker position. Um, you got him as as an avoid though, but I have him more as a potential pod if you're willing to take the punt on his health. Yeah, I think he can be in either sort of category. He's just an avoid for me because I just I probably have a few other people in my team that I'm relying on their health, so I don't want too many. Yeah, and they always sort of talk about him as being a player they need to manage throughout the year, and obviously he's not gonna. They don't want him playing all 25 or 24 rounds, I guess. So no. you'd imagine at some stage he'll either get rested or be subbed out uh, mid-game, so that'll affect his his minutes, but. Yeah, an interesting option to start your year with. I'm just having flashbacks to last year, so I, I don't think I can do it again no. in the, the friend train. But anyhow, uh, finally found Angus Crichton's ownership. It took about <laughs> seven years, and I blamed my day at the races yesterday. 3%. So yeah. 3% owners. I think there was a lot more, and then everyone heard um, Robbo's comment saying he could be the best centre in the game, and mm. they went, well, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe he'll just be the next Latrell Mitchell, super coach-wise. Can he goal kick? Surely. Maybe. Anyway, enough about those guys. Uh, next avoid. Uh, I've got Nat Butcher. Good Lord, 523,000 for so, Butcher. starting, he's a weapon. Yeah. He just Great isn't. player. I just don't think he starts. How and until he gets there? that starting role, he's just too expensive. I know there'll be a lot of people who would have would have had him last year when he had that good run of games where he was starting, and they'd be like, oh, look, he's underpriced again. He could average even more than the 56 that he averaged last year. But you just can't start him at the start of the year. Yeah, that's, that's a fair price. He's 0% owned, so I don't think anyone's uh, looking too much at him there. But how he got to 530K, I'm looking at his games last year. He had some great year. games. So he's a good four, player. Four games starting in the second row and at lock, so five games. And the rest were off the bench. So he And he scored... Three tries. So he got this guy's a bloody good super coach game. Yeah, he just plays just in a team with some <laughs> other really good second rowers as Seven hundred well. other international representatives at his side. So Nat Butcher avoid. Uh, a couple of pods that we've got down here. Um, interesting one, Kyle Flanagan. Uh, similar story. So last year he uh, filled in uh, the Sharks there. I think while it was SJ was out injured or Chad Townsend at times, um, yeah. killed it there. Uh, obviously, he's won himself a contract at uh, the two-time Premiers or last two seasons Premiers. So, obviously got a fair bit of wraps on him. Uh, he comes in pretty trickily priced, 462 Yeah, it's pretty expensive. Uh, and it's one of those things like he's at a brand new side and he's young. It's his first real uh, time stepping away and... Filling those shoes of Cooper Cronk can't be easy. So a lot of pressure on him. Um, but, yeah, the kid's got a great super coach game. But I just feel like Luke Keery's this is his side now. So mm-hmm. 
Flanagan, not Chain, will be there to uh, a <laughs> bit part player, I would imagine. Hard to see him sort of stepping in and commanding the, the ball at a brand new side, and side that's the Roosters. So uh, he'd be an avoid for me, but you've got him as a, a pod, I guess, if yeah. you're looking. He's got his dual flexibility as well, half five eight. So you know, he's at, at the best club in the league. So there are some upsides there, but for me, that's a bit, the price is just a bit too, too much. Joey Manu and Ryan Hall. So Ryan Hall, if he plays. Yeah, I don't think he was named. Um, is he still I don't injured? Think he I think he was carrying was a knee injury. Yeah. He didn't play in the World Club Challenge, I don't believe. No. So he's sort of battling for that round one spot. But 300, 330K, he was okay last year when he got given the chance. Obviously, he's come over with about 400 games in Super League. And yep. this is his first sort of four aims of the NRL. Um, he went okay, but just couldn't crack the side. And I, I don't see much changing this year. Um really depends on Josh Morris, I think. Yeah, exactly. And that just clouds it even more. So, I mean, if he does get a start, he's 330K. So, for a, um, a guy of his calibre at that price in the side that is the Roosters, um, it's not too bad at all. But I didn't see a lot last season that would make me think he's um, someone you'd need to jump on, I guess. No. I mean, if he's starting, I will probably start him. Um, he's, he racks up the base points, which is something that I focus on in my team. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it just depends on whether he actually plays or not. Joey Manu, 457k. A little bit more expensive. I just think this guy's an absolute weapon. Um, I think that now Latrell's gone, he can just take his side of the half can be even more dominant. Mm. Um I just have really yeah, high wraps on him. I know he's he's a little bit too expensive for my liking, but he's I mean he's how much cheaper is he than Tupo? He's about 60, 70k cheaper than Tupo, and he's just yeah he's he's just so strong. Yeah, he's just never he's never averaged above 50 in Supercoach. So last year was his best year at 49. Um, but outside of that, he's just never really kicked on um, from a Supercoach perspective. So he will average more than 50 this year. Sounds like a state bet. <laughs> Whatever bet you want to make, he'll average more than 50 this year. <laughs> if I make the bet. Should we say 55? 55 uh, okay. plus. All right, let's All right 55. state bet done. End of the year, we'll see. Probably come out and average 80 for the first two months, <laughs> and I'll be shouting you early. But, uh, yeah, Joey Marty for me, he's just never kicked on. I don't know. He's, um, not a hell of a lot of tries last season. So he had one ton. So he had a couple of tries. Is that when he was playing... That was at fullback. fullback. Um, yeah, he split time, a uh, couple of games on the wing there, and then mostly at centre. Um, but 9% yeah, owned. 9%. Okay, so it's pod territory. But yeah, I just can't see much more than 55, given his track record. Uh, he's had a fair few years at that Roosters side now in that same spot. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not as sold on him as you are, but we'll see who's eating the medium rare at year end. <laughs> uh, Sam Verrill's on our last on our list here of Pods, uh, I guess that's your thinking he'll come on as some sort of sub for... I'm thinking he'll come on as soon as Jake Friend does his bicep again. <laughs> it's touch wood. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how he just stepped into that side last year in Friend's absence and went so well. Um, yep. Just incredible how they do it at the Roosters. But, yeah, Verrills, he's only 380k, but he's locked into that hooker spot, so he doesn't have any other flexibility there. And you'd imagine unless he's got that starting nine role if Jake Friend was to be injured. Um, he'd be worth a look in. So hopefully at the start of the year, if they play him, you know, 15 minutes or something at a time, it'll just bring his price right down. Yep. And then as the season goes on and 
friend um, gets arrested or anything like that, he'll be one to, to pounce on. But I guess at the start of the year, uh, probably not, given Jake friends there now. Anything else for the Roosters? Um, no, I mean, they've got so many good players, but I think they're the only ones really super coach relevant at this stage. There could be a few other people that come in if injuries strike, but, yeah, that's probably it. More internationals. <laughs> revolving door there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Next on our list, uh, Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. So... Big, big super coach side, this one. Uh, talking through their changes for this year. Braden Musgrove gone. That's a big one. But I think they're <laughs> sorry, Braden Musgrove. <laughs> and the bigger one, and this is all uh, horrible preseason for I don't know if Supercoach knows, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's updated in the app yet, but Danny Levi coming over from the Knights to rescue them from a hooker perspective. So gave away <laughs> gave away Arthur Coruscant last year. He's gone to the Panthers, Hodkinson, LG, uh, LG retired, which yeah, I it's a bit reminded sad. me about injuries. Today, but, yeah, yeah. Just couldn't get a catch a trick. But now the other big one, big Lloyd Parrot. God, how did he not get sixty four average from last oh, year? Really? <laughs> yeah, one game. <laughs> what was it? What his price have been for Supercoach? Probably six hundred k at that rate. Uh, so obviously the big one there, Danny Levi. Um, so without him, they were looking at. Kate Cust, I think, is an option there. And, and potentially the, Cust could still be on the bench. Yeah, as a sort of bench utility. He killed it last year when he came on. So mm. uh, Danny Levi looks to have won that spot by sort of Bradburying his way over the line. Um, obviously, all the off-field stuff with Manazi Fanu was horrible and it's having a bit of an impact. So he looks wiped out for the year, given the gravity of his yep. situation. Um, so Danny Levi all of a sudden becomes uh, the go-to guy there. Um, opening draw, is it looks really tough, but as you mentioned, they've got quite a few games at Brookie or whatever they're calling it now, Lotto Land. So they played Storm, Roosters, Warriors, Raiders, Knights, Titans, Sharks, Broncos, Eels, Bulldogs in the first 10 rounds. So obviously a few big names, Storm and the Roosters to start the year. That is a litmus test and a half. So Yeah, that is tough. Yeah, I mean... We'll, just go straight into the guns, and the one that I'm pretty contentious about, I know you've locked him in, um, Big Turbo, Tommy T, uh, $715,000 fullback. Last year had a horrible run with hamstrings. He was injured in the preseason, um, missed plenty of game time and mid-game time as well, uh, pulling up lame uh, just on standard runs. So biggest thing for me is his hamstrings, but you've locked him in. Yeah, he seems to have a 
<laughs> he seems to be really annoyed by that. No, I'm not annoyed by that. I'm just he's frustrating player last season. I just uh, think he has the um, oh, I think Pappenhausen as well, but him and Pappenhausen probably have the best super coach relevant game mm. out of any player. He's just um, his stats just just scream out super coach points to me, and I really don't want to ha- see a game where he gets a big one fifty, one sixty, one seventy, and I don't have him in the team. I mean, can you see that happening first? I guess they play the Warriors and... They've got, I think it's Storm at Lotto Land, Warriors at Lotto Land, and then the Knights and Titans at Lotto Land. So four in the first six. Jeez, Knights and Titans. Aren't Even it? though the Storm Roosters and then Raiders in the three of the first four is tough. I just think those three games, he can go absolutely ballistic. So he still averaged 77 last season despite even with all the disruptions and everything like that and you know, having to go off the field mid-game and all that sort of thing. So obviously the guy's got massive super coach pedigree and yet he's only 12% owned. So I think a lot That's of people are scared off by this. That's another big the reason. Price, the price and the hamstrings. So look at last season. He finished well. Um, so he did manage to string quite a few games together at the back end. Um, yeah, he finished well as well. The one-pointer in nine yeah, minutes. Yes. Unfortunate. <laughs> um, but, yeah, leading up to that, um, 167 at Lotto Land, 152 against the Warriors, 117, 106. The guy just puts out, pushes out tons for fun. Um, just the big worry is the hamstrings. They don't go away, I guess. And you know, you're perennially injured. You cannot get, you're out playing soccer this afternoon, so it'll be a miracle if you make it in here for this week's pod again, but I'm sure you'll be in crutches or something like that. But oh, yeah, as you know, um, sometimes these things just linger. Yeah, and I think if you've done your hammy throughout the season, mentally you're just thinking about it all the time. Obviously, he's a professional athlete, mm. so they'll have a lot of physios around and being like, it's all good, don't worry. But I just look at his numbers towards the end of the year. He's got a few games where he goes ballistic, but I just remember watching him and I was just like, he doesn't look 100%. Oh, it's terrifying as a non-owner watching that guy. Yeah. There was one game, I think, against the Titans and everyone, it was fresh off his 167. Everyone just had him in and I was just sitting there death riding him the whole game. He <laughs> could have scored 200 on this day. He only managed a 73 because the Titans held on to him. But yeah, yeah. it's just incredible to watch. Um, it's super frustrating as a non-owner, but... I'll be in that camp again this at the start of the year. So I've got Teddy, you've got I'll Turbo. I'll be watching we'll see Teddy the go. same thing. And that's exactly it. It's just a frust- It's like a stressful thing. Yeah, <laughs> full back position, very <laughs> tough. Oh, it's chockers this year. But anyway, for mine, Tommy, a um, bit too many question marks around at that price. So locking in Teddy instead. Uh, Gerbo, uh, down his gun, but he's coming into the year underdone. Uh, I think he's picked up a shoulder injury. So he yeah, hasn't played surgery in the offseason. So, yeah, for, for mine, he's 584k, and he had a very down year last season. So, obviously, he's a very popular player. Yep. Um, great super coach game, but just couldn't get anything attacking going last season. No, and I don't actually know when his shoulder – like, do you remember him going down with a shoulder injury he, throughout the season? I think he carried it. Yeah, so I just – for mine, I look at the end, his, um, his stats towards the end of the last season, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were down just because – Mm. his shoulder, he was just having jab after jab in his shoulder just to get through the games. And he's just coming in at, at really good value compared to what we had seen from him in previous years. He's under 600K at 583. He had a 62.8 average, which is still That's not, really that good. Bad, but yeah. considering what we've seen from him in the past, it's yeah. not that not that great. He does come back, I think, round four this year potentially. Yeah, so we're talking a guy that you'll be picking up. 
later during in the season. Year. Definitely yeah. not a start, but he's 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 definitely still a gun for mine when he gets back. I mean, 584k. You just wouldn't read about that a season ago. If we were talking about Gerbo at that price, he'd be one of the first picked. But exactly. Obviously, that last year, hopefully, it was just the shoulder thing, and we'll come back and be throwing offloads and linking up with his brother again. Let's hope they so. are a deadly combination when they get going. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Gerbo one to look for later in the year. Uh, AFB another another in a similar boat. So he'll miss the first couple of rounds, but he had a breakout year last season, particularly for Supercoach. He's 613k. Yep. So he was killing it in not that many minutes. So he averaged 44. 66 What's last that? year. 66. I think, oh, I just, right, I think that's, that's 2018. Down there. No. Yeah, 2018 he averaged, <laughs> he averaged 48 in 2018 and then um, 66 in 2019. So he, a bit of a jump. He was killing it. It was either you picked him or Marty to power. So, and I was on to power. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marty was still okay. Like, but then you just saw AFB. He was the one offloading and steamrolling tackles. And he was unreal. Yeah, he had a great season. So again, it, I mean, it helps us from a super coach perspective because we don't have to think about a guy like him or Gerber because they're not going to miss the first three rounds. So we can sort of put them aside and worry about them later. But huge price and similar in like a JFH kind of thing, James Wisher Harris. So he obviously had a massive season last year and is now priced accordingly. And it's almost like you've got to wonder if they can keep that up for the full year. Um, yeah. He's, I, yeah, I've got Haas in my team, so I won't be able to afford a front row that expensive. No, exactly. Next 600K, to him. especially coming back from an injury and, and he'll miss you know, those couple of rounds. So, again, one to watch for later in the year. Hopefully that price comes down because he's an absolute gun for Supercoach. Uh, DCE, you've got down this gun here. Um, halfback only at 576K. Average 62 last season, which was handy enough. I had him in my side. Um, he didn't set the world on fire, but he was reliable enough. He's got a very high floor, so I think by that we mean he, when he scores low, it's not really that low. He still pushes out 35, 40. So he's got a handy enough base stat game. Uh, 577k is pretty interesting, but the, the issue for me is that there's a lot of good players in that position this season. Yeah, so the reason I probably put him in, did I put him in the gun? or the... You got him in the guns. Okay. I don't know if I trust this though now, after the 44 <laughs> against AFD's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably could say that he could be put in the pod territory as well, currently owned by 7% of people. He he only averaged 0.3 less than Mitch Moses from last year. Mm. Um, and he only, I mean, the only one that really was a lot better than him was probably Cleary, who averaged six points per game more than DCE. But DCE thrives when Turbo is playing. They link up especially with Gerbo, but DCE and Turbo link up very well. So if they, I mean, four of the first six at Lotto Land, if Turbo's on fire, I can only see DCE killing it as well. Right. It's just, uh, I think it's a tough draw, but 62 the last, average the last three seasons as well. So he's a pretty consistent player. He's just not going to push out like the, he got 156, but in terms of regularly um, going ballistic, I don't think he's got the game for that. He'll have, like as you said, he'll link up with uh, Tommy T., and clean up there, but yeah, he's, he's a reliable enough player. And I guess this whole new 2040 thing, a guy yeah. like DC is the he's one someone to exploit that. For it. Yeah. Whether coaches are actually going to instruct their players to go for it, I don't I don't know. Because yep. as we know, coaches don't like to be um, free flowing and you know, attacking these days. So I think it would just be more if you're trapped in your own 10 meter line and it's the third tackle. Mm. 
you're going to be like looking, you're going to be looking for it. I mean, yeah. the other team will, the wingers will drop back yeah. heaps, but I think that'll just open for more expansive footy as well. Mm. So we have potential there for the only downfall before we finish is that I think Garrick has stolen the kicking from him. Right. So if Garrick is still kicking. Or- yeah, in play right. kicking. So going for the bombs, he's going to Garrett's just going to kick to himself to the wing. <laughs> I was going to say, how's that? <laughs> he's amazing. But if, if he's if he's taking all the conversions, that does impact DC scores. So I think last year, I don't know if you can see the stats there, but towards the end of the year, you can you can just see his his scores weren't as high, and it was probably or his floor wasn't as high, and that was mm. due to not having the kicking role. That's it. So he's a it's a tough price uh, for DC. Currently, my halves are SJ Moses and Cleary and Luai. So tough to squeeze him in there. And as you said, he's pod territory, but uh, definitely not the worst pod we got. Um, any avoids? Danny Levi, three hundred. That Newcastle Knights player, Danny Levi, as the Super Coach app will tell you. No, I've got him down as a pod. I don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> I blame the races yesterday. It's a long day, long day in the sun. Sorry, Pod Danny Levi, 380k. Um, obviously, he's now there as a starting nine. Um, tough to see him push out 80 minutes. He's not got a great super coach game. Points per minute of 0.71 last season. So, mm. uh, not ideal. Um, I mean, he's, he's priced at 40.8 mm. average from last year, sort of 0.71 if he is playing. 80 minutes is about 56, just a tick over 56, 57. Right. So it really depends on how many minutes he is getting. And given you've also got guys like um, Blake Braley around him as well, Arpi Coruscant as well at that similar price, and we know how good a player Arpi is. Yeah. Um, I'm looking more in that direction than Danny Levi, and I'm sure Lakey will me agree. <laughs> Lakey will agree me with me. The jilted <laughs> ex-night uh, player. He'd probably hit me for saying <laughs> Levi's a pod. We'll see. We'll, meet, we'll see him tomorrow for uh, this week's pod. So I'm sure we'll hear from him then. A uh, couple of potential cheapies that you've got down here. So Toa Sipley, I guess he's on the very end of the cheapy scale at 271k. Um, but he looks like being one of those bench forwards that Manly love trotting out for about 20 minutes. Yeah, and I, and I guess I've also got Sean Kepi there. They're kind of in the same sort of. Um, yeah, they're in the same section. What's Kepi's 201? Um, they're both starting in the um, trial game this weekend. Uh, just with AFB out, with um, Gerbo out, there could be some people that get a few extra minutes to start the season. They could potentially be playing through Origin, so it could be someone if you don't mind a slow burn just to sit mm. on your bench, but it just depends how your team is set up. So one guy that we didn't, we sort of skimmed over him briefly. But yeah, Marty Tapao. So our mate, uh, Matty Hanlon, was telling us he's all over Tapao because of that very reason. So he's leading this pack out without Jervo, yep. without AFB for the start of the season. So uh, he'll go, surely you'd imagine, beyond his usual 45, 50-minute uh, spells there. So he could be in for a very big start to the year. He's in my side now. Thanks, Hanlon. Uh, he's priced at about, I think, 570. So he's not going to break your bank. Um, if you can, 571k, so if you, I've got him paired with Payne Haas there, but you now I've got him lined up for a very big start to the year from Big Marty. I can't believe you got to power over my boy, Tokyo. <laughs> I just trust the, trust the process. Trust handing over me. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, Marty had a reasonably quiet 
year last year for his standards. So still had the booming runs, but the offloads weren't as, as many. And the problem with him is that he never gets consistent minutes or big minutes, I should say. So he's always on for those impact sort of spells. And he spends a lot of time on the bench. So it's infuriating as an owner um, to see him push there so often. And he looks fresh all the time. Like, Powerful player, but they just don't want to push him beyond that sort of 50-minute range. So hopefully at the start of this season, given uh, the lack of experience around him, uh, he'll be leading from the front. But you're not interested. No, I've just got I've got um, another better option in front right. forward. Thanks, mate. We'll see how that one goes. But, yeah, I mean, look, you look at Marty's scores last year and there were a fair few 40s and 50s and nothing that set the world on fire, but... Um, points per minute is one of the best in the comp at that 1.2 to 4 level it was last year. So um, yeah. any upwards movement in minutes uh, would be big for him. Um, but yeah, for, for mine, he's a he's a lock to start the year. I think it is early run. I think it just keep doing what he what he's done in the past. I mean, when you you think about his power, you think of his 2017 2018 year, and he only averaged four points more than he did last year. So. You, if you're picking him, you just you're thinking he's just going to keep doing what he does. Mm. Well, here he's played minutes of 55, got 73. Anywhere else, he had a 59 minute game, scored 84. Uh, so when he does push out big minutes, he gets work done on the field as well. So it does nothing to hold him back. But yeah, he just needs to go beyond that 50 minutes to 55, and I reckon he'll be great value. Um, I reckon that's it for Manly. Anyway. Yes, yeah, I think that's we can move on. Uh, Second last, so we've got the Tigers and Rabbits to go. We'll start with the Tigers. A um, couple of big movements just recently uh, from a super coach perspective uh, for their ins. So they've got Billy Walters in from the Storm, who looks like he's nabbed the hooking role. Potentially. So he's named there at the trial this weekend, and um, he's come out in the media and you know, said he's happy to play anywhere. And his dad... Um, Big Kev is saying he's a ready-made hooker, so very interesting option. He comes about 201k. Um, played a game or two last season, I think. Is he available at hooker, or is it just five eight? He's available at both. So oh, okay, five eight uh, hooker. Jewel, which is very handy. Um, Luciano Leilua and BJ Leilua both arriving at the same time, so that'll be also interesting, I guess, for Luciano's sake, whether he gets a starting second row spot there now, which. It looks like that's the way they're going. So all of a sudden he becomes a bit of an option there. Um, I was just wondering what the like betting market would be for <laughs> both brothers to get sinbinned in the one game. I can't I can't recall it ever happening to the Burgesses. Both brothers to get hit by fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No luck at all for DJ. Um, but yeah, he arrives there. Adam Dewey as well. Dewey here, however we want to say it. He comes up from the Rabbitohs and looks like possibly locking down a fullback spot to start the year. He's fighting it out with uh, Corey Thompson, who did pretty well in that spot last season. But uh, he looks to have the inside running, um, but everything will be revealed, I guess, come teamless Tuesday. But he's in a lot of sides as well, supercoach sides. In terms of outs, uh, the big one there, Robbie Farrah uh, retiring, Ben Madalino and Robbie Rockout joining him. In the retirement village, uh, SN Masters, gun signing that the Cowboys have now got. So he'll move up north. Mahe Fanua's gone uh, back over to the UK. And Ryan Madison, very weird way to leave the club. So he was wanting more money or something with his contract and just decided he'd had enough and walked out. 
That's just the way of the NRL in 2020. Poor targets. But, yeah, so he leaves a bit of a massive hole there that uh, Luciano will look to step into. So uh, very much an interesting super coach side this season. Never usually have too much uh, with the Tigers, but uh, I think there's a fair bit of round one implications there. I don't know. Luke Garner last year was a... Luke Garner was a, yep. He was a great pickup. I think he was named in the trials at second, starting second row as well. So I think he's priced um, over 500k this year. Mate, he had a massive finish to the year. He was scoring tries for fun and mate. everything. So fantastic cheapie from last season. We're looking for another one. <laughs> We're desperate for him. Uh, in terms of the Tigers' draw, it's actually pretty good to start the year. So Dragons, Knights, Dogs and Warriors to open their account. It's pretty handy and they leave... New South Wales, I think, once over the first 10 weeks or twice, given they play Magic Round. So, yeah, um, yeah very nice draw to start the year. They uh, have the bye in Round 12, so they'll play the Round 16 bye week. Um, but, yeah, a lot of uh, super coach options there. Uh, in terms of actual guns, just the one, David Nofaluma, your favourite. Nofa. Oh, he was my favourite in 2018, I think, last year. He didn't play many games. I think he only played about 14 games. And he killed it. He was... Stealing all of uh, SN's points. They sort of swapped roles last yeah, 100%, year. Yeah, 100%. Exactly what happened. Took a back seat and uh, Nofo was killing it. Uh, only 2% owned, which it's not... It, uh, David Norvalum has never really been a massively owned player from Supercoach, but no. 605k is priced that way for a reason. It is, it's expensive. It is very expensive. Um, Average got, 65 last year, though, so that's why. Mm, yeah, he's just... It was, like the no-fall of all, he was offloading, he was taking so many hit-ups as well. And that's what I loved about him in 2018, he mm. just started doing it again. He's found his mojo again, but obviously that means he starts at such a huge price. What have you got? 32 base points per game, nine tries from the 14 games he played. Um, and that was, probably, that was probably the big thing that um, was against him in previous years, is that he wasn't scoring as many tries, he was just accumulating a lot of base stats so last year that he scored so many tries, it could be I don't uh, I don't see his try percentage really going up from that, um, but I, I think he can he can probably keep his price as long as his base stats um, either improve or they just sort of stay the same. I, I think he, he's a player I just really like watching from a fantasy or super coach perspective, mm. but for mine he is probably just priced a little bit too high. I can't afford that in my centers to start. Yeah, especially given we're splashing the cash everywhere else in the side, so fullback and you know, halves and front row, and even like there's just so much, not enough money to go around. So centering is usually where we take a haircut and get the sort of mid ranges in. So there's a reason he's only 2% owner and it's that price. But mm-hmm. again, so maybe like, it's such a good pod, like 100%. just locking in the gun center wings to start the year. But I think, um, yeah, we'll be going against the grain for that one. Uh, any, you've got some avoids. Well, no avoids. Well, I haven't written I cannot down. read I, I just <laughs> I can't work out who is going to be playing. So it's so hard with the Tigers. Uh, we've had a – so in the off-season, there was a potential cheapy Tommy Talau um, play. What have you got? Average 32 from one game last season. So he took the field, and that meant his price is reflected at 208K. Uh, but he looks to have missed the – Missed the running for a first-grade spot to start the year, so I think that probably wipes him out. He, I think he's named on the extended bench Yeah, uh, he is. He is today's trial. So you'd imagine the guys like Robert Jennings and Thompson and everyone out and Dewey, even in front of him, have unfortunately BJ. scratched him. BJ as well, yeah. 
Um, so Talao, I think, is still in a fair few sides. Um, I think he's still in mine, to be honest. Yeah, I think he needs a bit of a clean out. Um, but yeah, so one to watch for during the year, I guess, um, should injuries strike. So obviously 100%. he's floating uh, around there, and that 208k is basically uh, basement price. Um, BJ? Yeah. On him? Um, that was a pod. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he can do well. I Yeah, I don't know. I've just There's so many question marks over how BJ is going to how, – how he's going to play this year. He could play a lot better now that he's playing with Luciano the maybe. Brother, yeah. Could link up pretty well. He's not playing with Rapinoe uh, yeah. anymore, so that could be to his detriment. But what's he average? He averaged 50 this year. He's, he's just got a solid super coach game overall. The only problem with him is that sometimes he's good and sometimes he's not. And when he's not good, he is very not good. Uh, but, yeah, 466K, so pretty pricey uh, to start the year at a new club. Um, too many question marks for mine. Um, another guy on the list there, Adam Dewey. So moves there from south, hoping to land the full-time fullback role. Um, from what I can see, the... Fans reckon he's got the inside run there. So that would be fantastic, I guess, from a super coach perspective because he's currently priced at 340k. He's in a fair few sides. Um, if, he's, if he's starting fullback at that price, you've almost got to get him in. But I just he's, don't never, like he's not got a huge super coach background in his time back at the Bunnies. So I think you were reading some stats early before. He, he had a couple of games at fullback there last season. Didn't really set the world on fire. He played about nine games at fullback, and he played 80 minutes in each game, and the highest he scored was 54. Mm. Um, it was His base stats were just really low. He wasn't really creating anything. I mean, he was playing at South last year, which had a lot better attack than the Tigers do. So I'm not really sure what everyone's expecting him to do at the Tigers. I know his price is really enticing, and that's probably why, because no one really likes spending that much money in center wings, but I just don't like him. That's not very nice. Yeah. What do you, what do you I mean, he could, be, he could be a good bloke. probably a great bloke. <laughs> Absolute great bloke. But, yeah, until he – I mean, <laughs> Braden Burns is probably a perfect, perfect example. A few years ago, he was horrible on the wing, and then last year came out and was a base stat fiend. But mm. um, I, I don't think. Do he the way he's going to do that this year? I, I guess could be wrong. at least now, if he does land the fullback spot there, he's got something consistent that he can work with week to week. So he's not got the fear or not fear, but not getting shuffled around. Um, he's got the second utility. choice, I guess. Yeah, so they've obviously invested a fair bit of confidence in him to bring him up there. And um, sort of Corey Thompson was a good player last year for them. And he's, the side that struggled, he's, he's just reliable, ever reliable, and. And now all of a sudden Dewey's come in and looks to have usurped his spot. So Corey Thompson looks to be fighting for a wing spot with um, Robert Jennings. So, yeah, big wraps on Dewey, it would seem. I think at that price, it's just uh, you can't not get him. You know, he's you can come out. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely be having him. But starting fullback in an NRL side at 340k, um, surely that price is going up. So anyway, I've, I've locked him in. I think a lot of others have as well. Um, we'll wait and see. But if he goes bad, he can't go that bad. Well, there's not going to be that big of a free fall. But, yeah, I'm just surprised he's been able to come up there and work his way into that fullback spot so quickly. But we'll see how that plays out. Uh, anyone else on the list here that you've got for the Tigers? Um, I don't mind Luciano if he right. ends up getting that starting role. What's his PPM? 0.9, I think, from last year. 
And that's him. We were saying he's such a big unit, but he's pushed out 80-minute games. He has. He, he got quite a few last year, actually. And if he's getting, what, 70, 70 minutes of a point, point twenty minutes of 0. 0.9, 63 points. Mm. And what's the average? What did he end up averaging in the last year? Like 46 or something? Yeah, like it would be around there because his price is at that 440k mark. So, I mean, it's not super cheap, but I'm looking for Luciano. I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm looking by first name. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like last season, uh, a lot of games off the bench as well, which has kept his price in check, but seems to have a reasonable enough um, sort of super coach game. Reunites with the brother, which would be handy. Uh, so he finished last season an average of 41 minutes per game, 1.13. Oh, so it was a lot better than I thought. So, yeah, he played a stack of games as well. He played about 20-odd. So he's definitely got the runs under the belt and looks to have won the starting spot uh, based on the trial team that's been named. So um, starting second rower, 400-odd K. Um, it's expensive, but I think probably worth the price at that that stage in the year. I think you've got to hope guys like Leilua churn out, you know, 100, 150K or so price rise if all things go well, and then you trade them up yep. during the year. But, um, yeah, scored. a couple of good 60s and 50s. He scored a lot better than what I actually thought. Mm. So I think he's uh, – a lot of people have eyed him off. They're just sort of waiting to see if he does land that. Tricky price point, though. Yeah, it is. But I guess if you're – Taking, making savings in the centre wing, you can splash a little more out on those sort of uh, front row, second row positions. I feel He's, like I'm absolutely stacked at second row. <laughs> I don't think I could fit him in. Um, I don't have him in the side at the moment, um, but we'll get onto a player in our next team rundown that I've got that's clogging up the space there. You're laughing at my side, mate. The season hasn't even begun yet. <laughs> Still got Tommy Talao in your side. What are you doing? Yeah, man, I'll bring Adam D. <laughs> Not. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, the other one we mentioned briefly, Billy Walters, 201K, starting hooker. And if he's number nine and he's available at, I think it's halfback, um, yeah, I think he'll be in a fair few sides first round. 201K for starting hooker, that's gone. That's what exactly the tonic that we needed. Yeah, halfback hooker. That's that's brilliant, actually. Mm. So we'll see because otherwise everyone's looking at guys like Jerome Lua and that for those positions. But two hundred one k means you can save or uh, make splash out a little more elsewhere. So would you even go Billy Walters, Blake Braley at hooker? Oh, I've got Uppy and Braley at the moment. So I've gone. Billy there. Walters is less injuries than Uppy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll see. Um, but again, yeah, he's. Never played that position before, I don't think, or at least not for an extended period of time. So it's new uncharted territory for him, but only, such um, a good price point. If only McInnes was, wasn't injured, that would have been brilliant. Mm. Having McInnes at second row with, you could do Billy and Blake. Depends how many minutes he gets. Mm. Have they named, oh, it's trials, I guess. We'll have to wait for, see if. TLT, yeah. a big one. Uh, last on our list here, I don't know how we are for time, but. South Sydney Rabbitohs, so fair bit of movement during the season. They got any guns in that team? Uh, one or two, possible about to break. I reckon. I reckon you might see a couple of Origin reps from them this season. Yeah. So who's moved? Uh, well, it's actually got quite a few changes here. Just looking for the mega relevant ones. They're probably the the biggest signing they've got. Uh, there's blowout number one. Thank you. Uh, was Latrell Mitchell? So. Well, 
<laughs> That'll come through. <laughs> That's um, no breakfast and coffee working its way through. Yes, I mean, he had an awesome highlight when he passed the ball out to Campbell Graham at the trial, trial yesterday. Uh, Fox Sports oh, really took that it. one up. <laughs> all over it. Superstar Latrell Mitchell's first flash of brilliance Just in... 20 points in my eyes. <laughs> well, it didn't need to, he didn't need to do much, but... Yeah, he's settled in, which is good. They've also got just a, a bunch of, I don't think many of these people will actually get too well, many minutes. you've got the name Jackson Paulo twice from the Titans. So they're two Jackson Paulos on their way to the Bunnies. <laughs> hey, I, this, this is from NRL.com, so I'm not too sure. <laughs> they're very reliable. Uh, so Bryson Goodwin returns as well. Back from Warrington, yeah. Yeah, so he adds to the centre wing clutter. They got a um, that Gabby fella. Um, I think he was in the development mm. team. There's a big raps on him. I don't think they will be able to fit in at the start of the year, but maybe with a few injuries throughout the year, might be someone to look at. A uh, few big retirements during the off-season as well. So G.I., John Sutton and Sam Burgess, G.I. retiring mid-year. Uh, Sutton and Burgess playing their last games. Burgess was a bit of a surprise. I just... Body couldn't handle the rigors of NRL anymore, so he leaves a pretty gaping hole in that South Sydney forward pack. Uh, George Burgess, the brother, goes back to Wigan as well. Dean Britt off to the Bulldogs. Adam Dewey, who we've talked about, to the Tigers. Gagan, uh, Hiroti, Kyle Turner released. Billy Britton gone, so Britton the Cook sub that came on last season and killed it while Cookie was away. Uh, he's gone to the Dragons as well, so... Uh, fair bit of clean out there. Uh, draw to start the year is pretty tough, in one word. So they start with the Sharks, Bronx, Roosters, and Storm. So tough run-in for them uh, to start the year. Especially against the Broncos. <laughs> that mighty Brisbane Broncos, who we love. Um, they'll play the round 12 bye week as well, which is handy um, for some of those non-rep players. But I guess to jump into the guns... Guys that will be playing in the Sky Blue this year, Damian Cook. So we can start with him. Reasonable raps on this young man. Yeah, so he averaged 76 last year. So it's a two points per game decrease from the year before. Um, he's worth just under 800k. So one of the most expensive players in the game. He's, I don't actually, what, what percentage of people own him at the start of this year? I reckon it'd be, what, 15 without looking about 15% or so. I think that price is just... Stay better. Crazy, no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, someone that I locked in from the very start, he was probably the first, I think, when we first did the first pod, he yep. was the first person I picked in my team. Just with the lack of cheapies, I've, I've struggled to keep him in my team, and I have gone with Coruscant as my number one hooker for now. Um, if a few more cheapies for TLT do come out, I probably will put him back in. He's just ever-reliable. I had him all season last year. I did not start with him like a lot of people did. Mm. I know he didn't do too well. I mean, there's just big question marks on how he's going to go with the new forward pack. He really relies on those short crash balls um, over the line. Like him and Sammy Burgess last year did quite a few of those. Mm. Um, he generally, oh yeah, I just, I just don't know how he's going to go this year, but he's just such a gun that you just can't see him going. He's another like Turbo, if you don't own him and you're watching him play, you oh, know he's just a moment of brilliance away from like 30-odd points just in one hit. Yeah. So it, he's a tough watch from that perspective. But I don't know, I thought he was a little bit quiet last year. There were some games where he was probably more passive than we saw in 2018 and wasn't setting up a great deal, just sort of getting going through the motions with tackling and, and that sort of stuff. But I the think thing around Origin. Around Origin, yeah. Very he was, quiet. 
So he played you know, he had 68 minutes one week, I think, was his only game below 80. was the 79 there. But, yeah, they definitely didn't um, – Bennett didn't rest him, which was good sign. So he had um, a week off, I think, during the year, but outside of that played virtually every week 80 minutes. So uh, definitely doesn't need the body management that a guy like, say, Cameron Smith at a similar price would need. So for me, just see the, there's more value at the start of the year with going this cheapy hooker rotation. So that's where I've landed at the moment, make the cash and then turn these guys into the Damien Cooks and Cameron Smiths during the year. Um, so for mine, Cook is a bit too bit too expensive, but as you said, he's a, he's a gun. So um, he's actually in 25% of sites. So I was 10% away. Probably not stake bet worthy, but uh, so a quarter of all Supercoach sides have gone with big Damien Cook. So see how that fares, but I think everyone's going to have him at some point in the year. I'm just not starting with him. Yeah, I'll try and get him really early. Yeah, so... Cam Murray going to the second row. I don't think we got that many stats on him actually playing. No, in the he second played like row. one game a year ago, two years ago against the Titans and got a forty when he started at twelve. Um, so yeah, there's I'm really, uh, just raises a lot of questions. Like how many minutes is he now going to get? Uh, will he have the same impact being parked on an edge? Will he be allowed to roam? Um, we'll have to watch the trial back just to see how they played him there, but. Yeah, very interesting for Supercoach implications. Um, I mean, yeah. there's, there's any every possibility that he plays second row and when someone like Ethan Lowe wants to rotate on, he then moves back to... Um, back to lock. Back to lock or something like that. Like, we just don't know what's going to happen in that space. I mean, playing second row, he could be running off Cook as well. They've got a really good combination together. Cody Walker might be popping him through. Um, I don't know which actually side of the field he'll be playing mm. not good enough not yeah. good enough Wilfred would know yeah <laughs> Wilfred would know what side of the bed that I mean, play gets out of I mean he day. averaged 69.4 last year and I was playing a lock I can't really see how his stats are going to go up that much more playing a second row but imagine if he gets 80 minute games that that would be massive for a guy like Cameron Murray it would be so he got yeah. 59 minute average last season so um yeah Bennett loved giving him that mid-game spell but maybe if he's out there on an edge, probably not doing as much work defensively. Um, he can push out uh, the 80-minute games. And uh, at that, given the calibre of player he is, that probably puts him well into gun and lock status. But again, you've got to like wait and see how much this actually will affect him. Does he still yeah, drop back to the bench? It's just too much around him at that price, I reckon, to start the season. So I'll be waiting and, and watching Cameron Murray uh, with interest, but not in my round one side. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one guy that's in plenty of size because he looks like being named at starting second row is Jaden Sewer. So ex-Bronco now at the Rabbitohs, followed Uncle Wayne there. Um, he's about 300k uh, second row. We've looked at his history and it's not great. No, so, I think his PPM is about 0.7. Yeah, a couple of years in a row he's had a 0.7, I think a 0.75. So he doesn't get through a hell of a lot of work. Uh, when he's out there. Just depends um, on minutes, I guess, at the price mark that he's at. Yeah, well, 300k for a starting second row, it's it's kind of like that Dewey situation as well. Um, no, I think of... this is a lot better than Dewey, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, I mean, if he pushes out you know, the 50-odd minutes and stuff, he'll, he'll steadily increase in price. But again, he's not 
a gun from a super coach perspective, at least that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. Um, and especially with that rotation, like I can't see him churning out massive minutes. No. But I guess at 300k, he doesn't really need to. But he's in my side now. Unfortunately, he's only second row. He's not a dual flexible uh, player there. But uh, pending his actual naming in the 12 jersey to start, or the 11 jersey to start the season, I'll be uh, looking at him. You've got him in as well? I do, yeah, yeah. Just on the bench. Just you need those sort of players to save the money at the start yep. of the year. And Sue is one of those, although I'm not expecting him to go to like 600k or anything crazy. Someone else that we might both have. I'm not mm. sure about you. Liam Knight. Oh, big Liam Knight. I do not have him in yet, but Ooh. he's definitely one on the radar. So he looks, he's named at lock in the trial side. So that looks to be the position they'll start with him this year. So uh, all the talk on the side is about Liam Knight. I think everyone's um, willing to bite the bullet on that 400k price mark because he had a fantastic season last year. It looks like being rewarded with the starting role um, this year. So Liam Knight starting lock. Uh, he's in your side. I didn't have him up until this morning, but now I've got him. <laughs> there you go. Well, you've done something productive for the day then. Um, just pulling up some of his stats from last season, but he just sort of took um, a commanding role in that forward pack. It used to be owned by the Burgi. Um They fell back in a big way last season, and Liam Knight stepped up. So um, averaged 41 minutes for the year, so it wasn't huge, but 1.14 points per minute, so gets through a hell of a lot of work when he's out there. Um, did play a couple of games at starting prop, so he had a 73, a 50, 62, and then a 32 uh, mid-season, finished with a 64, 48, and 52, so pretty handy scores. Um, that's why he's there currently around the 400k um, price mark, so it's a little steep, 437k, but you're willing to take that punt? Yeah, I think he's um, looking at all the games that he started, his um, points per minute was just was really good, and I, I can just see him playing more minutes than he did last season, and yep. I can see his price going up. That's a fair call. So, yeah, 47 average last season, but a lot of that was off the bench. So if he churns that sort of record out starting at lock, um, especially in the middle of the field, getting through the work that Cam Murray used to, yep. you'd imagine he'd probably fall into that same positional switch. So, like, as you said, Ethan Lowe or um, someone will come onto the field and sort of sub him off 55, 60 minutes or something like that. Um, at best, you would imagine, but yeah, great super coach game, and I think a lot of play, a lot of uh, super coach players will have him in their side come teamless Tuesday. Currently in fourteen percent, so not a great deal, but that'll skyrocket if he's named there uh, to start the year. Uh, anyone else from the Rabbitohs you got your eye on? Corey Allen, fullback, centre wing, no, thank you. 231k, my boy, Corey Allen. Yeah, uh, he'll be there to. at some point this season, you'd imagine. He'll be filling in at Origin and I'll be all, absolutely going on him for that bye round. Um, it could be a lot of people after Cody Walker. I mean, he always starts the UL, doesn't he? Oh, he's one of those guys you need to get on when the wave uh, happens because he goes absolutely ballistic. I think he got, what was he, 800k or something at some point or Probably. nudging that last season. The thing is, though, he, he does these sort of things in peaks and troughs. So he does. just about picking the right time. Um, and he's 5'8 only in 5% of sides. So a uh, definite pod at the start of the season. But 603k is a lot of money for a risky sort of player. Yeah. And then the other one I've just got is um, probably avoid Latrell. Yeah, I don't know if many people will be um, on that train this year, given he's obviously going to lose the goal kicking with Adam Reynolds there and the calibre of kicker he is. So all of a sudden you're shaving 10 points off. 
thing is, he's big point to prove. So all this kerfuffle in the off-season and where's he going to be and who's going to pick him up and all the attention's on him, I think it's just time he gets out there and plays some footy. So in terms of where he's going to be at, he looks he looked pretty damn good in that trial highlight. So 650k, though, a brand-new club with all this off-field commotion. Better wait and watch that one. 100%. And that price is coming down without the goal-kicking. Definitely. Like he was converting 10 tries a week at the Roosters and don't think he'd be doing that at the Bunnings. No. Uh, only other guy I have down here on my list as a potential round one cheapie is, oh, good Lord, Keon Koloa Matangi. I think I did all right. Yeah, yeah. you could, um, Not bad. That's all right. Uh, good size name. Uh, he's dual second row, front row, 172K. Could be named on the bench for round one, so it would be a very handy uh, addition cash cow for your side there. Jack Johns, there was a bit of talk about him as well. He's uh, bargain basement second row. Um, he looks like breaking into the side at some point this season, but uh, outside of that, I think we've covered covered the Bunnings. What are we at? Hour and 20. Not bad at all. Not bad. That brings us to the end of our team's run-through for season 2020. So the season's just about to kick off. Uh, it's that time of year again. How good's March? Footy's back. Cowboys are undefeated. Well, were undefeated until last <laughs> night. So, unfortunately, uh, that streak has come to an end. But yep. it's a big year. Big year ahead for the side as well. So, we'll have a fair bit of content on there leading up to round one. So, we've got the team's analysis uh, going through. I think you're due for your draft. Yeah, it's, one, it's coming out soon. Uh, later there. So, plenty of great stuff going on. The Pimp My Team is always overflowing with comments. Preseason chat threads up there. Uh, we'll roll out all the tipping comps, all the usual business to as we gear up for round one. Uh, but thanks again, Benny G. No I'll worries. be uh, chatting to you. We'll have Lakey on the pod as well. So I don't think we've ever done a, a three-way, but uh, we'll have, <laughs> give that one a trial run uh, this week, get the boys both back on with me. But thanks again, mate, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I will try. Thank you, Justin. Cheers, mate. 